Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the How Can It Be This Cold So Long voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for us to ring the dinner bell as we begin The Food Show. Two hours of airy conversation about eating, drinking, and general enjoyment at the table. All of it comes to you from the 150, uh, wait, how is this again? 105.3 on HD2 under the powerful radio energy of uh, WWL New Orleans' first radio station. I invite you to be our first conversationalist today. Uh, you could do it, just just do it right now, and you'll be our first one. And uh, what's that worth? I don't know. You, you, you'll feel good about it uh, after you're there. Over the 30 years that we've been here with the food show every day, I've gotten to meet a lot of people who have turned me on to a lot of restaurants and a lot of great recipes and a lot of laughs. So I'm uh, asking you and uh, informing you that this is uh, really kind of a fun thing to get involved with. It's not going to cost you a nickel. I'm not going to try to advertise anything to you. All I'm doing is uh, begging you to uh, give us a call and... Uh, let's just talk for a couple of minutes. We don't have anything pressing to get to, so we can just uh, uh, go all over the place with it. We'd love to hear from you. Our telephone number is 260-6368. Now, listen to me carefully. If you are saying, well, you know, that, that, that sounds okay, you know, that, that sounds like it might be a laugh for, you know, for a minute or so, uh, but, gee, I really don't have anything to say. If you don't have anything to say, Call us and tell us anyway, or don't, you know, or just call us and say hello, and uh, I'll get it started with something that's uh, been on my mind. I don't even know myself what it's going to be. And after a few minutes, our having nobody on the phone will go to having two people on the phone, and right after that, we'll have four people, and then our show is really rocking and rolling. So uh, that's what I'm asking for you. Is a phone call. I mean, how much does that cost you? And uh, do you have the time? I mean, if you're busy doing something, you know, forget about it. But um, really, uh, we have had so much fun over the years uh, with uh, people calling us up and telling us different things. Uh, we've had uh, all sorts of promotions on it. Like, remember the chow numbers? Anybody remember the chow numbers? It was something uh, I never quite figured out. Uh, everybody who called our show got a got a number. The number entitled you to nothing. Uh, we thought about uh, giving away prizes according to what your chow number was, but that never worked out. And on three different occasions, we tried to get the chow number thing going again because for uh, reasons I, to this day, don't quite understand, people uh, thought that it was a very... Uh, somehow secretive 
somehow, anyway, it kept their attention is what I'm trying to say. And uh, nobody could ever come up with a good explanation as to why we, we did, but uh, it was really uh, pretty pretty roaring for there for a, a couple of years. And then the computer I was tracking it all on uh, just died, never was able to bring it back to life. So all the chow numbers were lost. And then, uh, so we did it again a few years later, and uh, the same thing happened. Uh, different, different kind of computer disaster, but a computer disaster nonetheless. And we started doing one about a year ago, and I just saw that, well, there was just no, no verve in it. So we just uh, let that drift off into uh, earlier times and forget about it. But uh, it goes to show... I mean, we never really talked about anything on those programs. People would call me and they say, well, my, my, I'm number 583. And I was adding it up the other day. And would you believe that, you know, and it was, uh, you know, as silly as that. But we had a lot of fun with it. My, uh, my reason for bringing it up is that if you uh, hesitate to call us on, on the air and just have a conversation with me, which is all I'm asking, and you don't even have to uh, hold up your end of the conversation if you don't want to. I can, I'd be happy to throw a th uh, few things towards you, and you can throw it back at me or, or hit me with it. Or, but uh, whatever, we'd love to, uh, love to get together with you. Why, why not? Come on, give us, a, give us a, a try. Once again, our phone number, which is the only thing you need, is 260-MENU, 260-MENU. Or 2606368. The menu thing is a, a help so you can remember it. But uh, please, we need callers on our program more than we are getting. We have lots and lots of listeners, but we have uh, not a whole lot of callers. And you know what I think it is? I think it's just the influence of the Internet. The only thing with an Internet, if you go looking up something, uh, you... Uh, you, you might get the information you're interested in, but you very rarely are entertained by the process. And I uh, trust me, if you call over here, uh, we're going to have an, a few minutes of interesting talk between you and me or whoever else sticks his nose in at any point along the way. But please, please do. It's not much of a show without people calling. And, and what you say is, uh, you know, it's just really wide open. So... Who wants to be first today? Come on, somebody somebody, uh, do it. Uh, if you're real busy, if you're driving, I, I don't think it's a good idea to drive and, and uh, talk on the phone at the same time, so I'll, I'll cut you out of that. If you have, uh, if your children and you are just getting together and having fun, don't stop that. Certainly not that. And uh, whatever else is on your mind, we'd love to talk with you. And uh, be part of the show, will you? 260 6368-260-6368. Today, I, I, there's a little uh, convenience store here in the big building that we live in over here on, on the food show. And every day I stick my head in there because they have a few things to eat. They do some of their own baking. Uh, they have these little containers of fresh fruit that's cut up into chunks and uh, grapes and all kinds of things. And, uh, uh, you know, a million different candy bars and, and uh, Hershey bars and uh, all, those, uh, all of those chiwis and potato chips and, and that kind of stuff. 
And uh, every now and then, if I have failed to catch lunch, which I do pretty often, I didn't, uh, I didn't have lunch today, I have a little breakfast every morning and I have a big dinner every night, but I very rarely have lunch. But, to, uh, but today I was just a little hungry. So I went down to the little store and they had a, what struck me as a really surprising number of different candy bars that are without, oh, whatever item it is that uh, you're not supposed to eat anymore or that you're allergic to. Uh, and uh, I was just going through the whole pile. They get about $3 for them, three, 3 to $4. And I was looking them over, and there was one that I came to, and it was, you know, I didn't notice who put it out, but it was, it was $3 and change. And uh, there was some peanut butter in it somewhere. There was a fairly thin coating of chocolate on the outside. But I, I must say I liked it because it was... Um, it was made in a way that emphasized the chocolate without there actually being a whole lot of chocolate on it. Uh, I would guess that there's more peanut butter in it because that was what was that stuff in the middle. I really couldn't quite make it out. But uh, anyway, I ate the thing. I wound up eating the whole thing. You know what else it had to it? Uh, I, I think I picked up a little flavor of um, something spicy. I'm not exactly sure even what. But as I was eating it, I, I just got the feeling that there was some, you know, like a couple of drops of Tabasco or something in there somehow. Anyway, it's, uh, what do you think? Do you eat any of those? Is there one that is a, a favorite of yours? Give us a call about that or anything else or about nothing. You can call and talk about nothing, and uh, I'm, I might have a word or two to, to say with you. But just know this. I'm not trying to sell you anything, and I'm not trying to make you say anything. I'm, all I want to do is just talk. So would you mind just, you know, it's probably good for you to talk to, uh, you know, oddball strangers. Uh, and I'm the oddest and uh, the balliest out there. So uh, you can you can uh, count on that. 260-6368. Come on. Who wants to be first caller today? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We need somebody right now. Why? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, really, we got to get the show started. And you see, the deal is. It's somebody, as a matter of fact, several people have asked me this. If you're so urgent about getting phone calls, why don't you just call people? And uh, the answer is, it's illegal, is, is why, and so I don't want to do anything illegal. And then someone asks me, well, why don't you just, you know, call up restaurant people, people who own restaurants and who uh, work in restaurants, and uh, who are just, you know, a part of the program. And that's a good idea, too. In fact, I would love to do that as well. But here, here's one that I hope you find it as funny that, as I find it. But, um, and this, this came up about a week ago uh, when we were getting into Lundi Gras, day before Mardi Gras. Uh, hard to find restaurants that are open. This is also true on, uh, on Mardi Gras Day itself. A, lo- a lot of restaurants are closed on Lundi Gras and Mardi Gras. And I always get a lot of calls from people who say, well, who's open? And the answer is, I don't know, because uh, the only way you can get that information is to get on the phone and call every restaurant in town. And I frankly just don't have the time for it, or else I would. But anyway, I, uh, what I did was I thought the next best, and a pretty good offer at that, I must say it again, if you're in the restaurant business, if you're a waiter, if you're a cook, if you're a chef, if you're an owner, 
if you're the bookkeeper, you know, whatever it is that, uh, that you do in the restaurant uh, that gives you, you know, good knowledge about what's going on in the restaurant, I'm asking you right now to call me at 260-6368, and we'll have a conversation about what you're doing over at your place these days. It will cost you nothing. It's a free ad. You can say whatever you want unless it's an out-and-out lie, but you, that, never, that doesn't come up. So call us. If you're in the business, really, you're not being greedy. Uh, greedy. I am offering this to you. And why am I doing it? Because I want to have somebody to talk to. That's why. Okay, so if you're, if you do anything in a restaurant and you know what's going on in your own restaurant, call me. Let's talk as long as you want, and you can take all the promotional value out of it that you want to. I promise you I will not uh, stop you. Uh, unless you're telling me just an out and out lie, but yeah, I, I can't imagine that. 260-6368. Now, let's see. Over here on the green phone... It is, I don't know who this is. Oh, James. James, welcome to the food show. Hello, Tom. Hi there. Come on in. Have a seat. Love the green phone. My lucky day. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, I'm glad you told me that because we were really seriously considering repainting it into a kind of a mahogany sort of look. That sounds wonderful. Does it? So, Tom, uh, tell yeah. me, what do you think about the delis in the quarter? What's your favorite? Delis in the French Quarter. I can't tell you I've ever eaten in a deli in the French Quarter unless you count the uh, Napoleon House. They're kind of a deli. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, good. Uh, give me, give me one. So you, uh, what are you? Uh, what are you talking? Marty Mart. Matab. Marty Mart. That, that's uh, yeah. That's Verdi Mart. Uh, Verdi Mart. Yeah. They uh, they were there uh, right after the hurricane ended, pretty much. I mean, they were one of the first places to get back open again. People who live in the French Quarter literally rely on the place. They, uh, it's and it's a that does qualify as a deli, I would think. Uh, but their food's always been good. It's a it's very inexpensive. They buy high quality everything, and they're nice people. And they are really a, an essential part of the French Quarter uh, for people who actually live in the French Quarter, which is a different gang from the tourists. That'd be me. Yeah, well, there you go. You you you've been living in the quarter for a while. Oh, uh, um, <clears throat> not as long as I'd like. You're not one of the blithering uh, tourists, though, are you? <laughs> well, I was born and uh, raised in New Orleans. Raised? Born in Baptist Hospital, so I guess yeah. that qualifies me uh, somewhat as from being from New Orleans. My uh, my my son and my daughter uh, graduated from there too. Oh, that. They were born there, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of them. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Hotel uh, Zoo. But, Tom, it's like you were struggling, you know. I and, am. Well, uh, here I we are. I you all the time, and yeah. uh, you do great service to the city, and happy New Year, and you happy know, birthday, and happy Mardi Gras. You know what's funny? And uh, one of these days we're going to have to figure this out. Uh, there are certain people who call us fairly regularly. And for some reason, their phones are set up in such a way that they're so incredibly loud, I can hardly hear it without my head ringing. You have Would one of those. Would that be me? Yeah, that's one of yours. Oh, uh, I, I'm so sorry. Go, go <clears throat> figure. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't even know. If ever I talk to you oh, no, first. just go ahead and do it. I can put up with it. I can control it a little bit here, but I have to ride the uh, what they call in radio. You're not the first person that's told me that. Yeah, yeah. We've got a guy who calls us darn near every day, and he's got the, he's got it big time. He If he whispered, he would be yelling. So, uh, any, <laughs> but I'd like him anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so, on that note, I guess I'll let you go there, John. Well, so thank thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, nice hearing from you. See ya. Yes, it's, sir. It's the, you, uh, it's the food show. You know, this is one of the funny things that's happened in the restaurant business in the years that I've been watching it is when I first started writing about restaurants, It was first of all, it was for a, a, a newspaper called the uh, Vieux-Carré Courier. I wonder if anybody remembers the Vieux-Carré Courier, and then later in its existence it was called just simply the Courier. Anyway, they were located in the French Quarter. They were very proud about uh, having that uh, connection. And uh, they were uh, they were staffed by some people who have went on to become major people, major, major performers in uh, in the media nationwide. I mean, it, it had some great people in it. Uh, I'm not claiming to be one of them, and not in their, their category anyway, but I, that's one of the first newspapers I ever worked for uh, back there in the late, in the early 1970s. Anyway, uh, at that time, it made its living on the fact that it was, uh, you know, news about living in the French Quarter for people who lived in the French Quarter. And uh, at around that time, I was eating in a lot of French Quarter restaurants, including some that were very casual and very easygoing and really not designed uh, to appeal to the tourist crowd. It was really about uh, the people who live there. Uh, One really good example of that was the coffee pot, which I understand has closed after a long, long time in an old building on uh, St. Peter Street, Right next door to Pat O'Brien. Pat, no, not excuse me, not Pat O'Brien's. Oh, what am I? Yeah, it was. It is. Wait, what am I saying? It is Pat O'Brien's. And uh, they were there for a long time and just closed up recently. I don't know what the story is on that. I hope it's not true. Is what it is, but I can't get a hold of anybody who can confirm it or deny it. So, uh, but uh, I hear it from from good sources. And uh, I used to eat there, you know, two or three times a week. I had some friends who uh, turned me on to it, and uh, it, they were specialists in breakfast, but they were open all day long, so you could go in there and you could get a poor boy, you could get a plate of red beans, you could get uh, different spe- uh, specials every day, but they always did have, uh, you know, things like fried catfish. They did have one utterly unique dish, uh, which is, is still out there a little bit here and there, it's called Kala, C-A-L-A-S. And uh, there have been some people, um, uh, uh, Frank Brightson was one of them, and uh, there were a couple others that I can remember, who were trying to revive the, uh, the whole idea of Kala. It was uh, these were rice cakes. They were little uh, little balls usually, or sometimes they were made into like hamburger patties is what they look like. But some uh, most of the time it was a, made into a ball. It was made out of rice, and they would fill it with uh, with different kinds of seasonings, and then and then what they would do is um, they would put these things and fry them in the in a right uh, on a in a skillet. 
and then you'd uh, they put a little powdered sugar on it, sometimes some uh, cinnamon or the like, and you'd have it for breakfast with some uh, with some grits and uh, with some eggs or you know whatever it is you wanted to eat. It also made it for a pretty good dessert, really. A little bit less sweet than bread pudding, but uh, kind of a distinctive kind of a flavor. Now, there's hardly anybody who even try to make kala anymore, and uh, but the coffee pot had it down to the end, I'm pretty sure. That's a sad thing. I'm, I'm sorry, sad to hear that they're gone. But anyway, they were very much for local people, in the French Quarter particularly, people who live there, and I knew a bunch of them. And what we would have done without them, well, we're going to find out, I guess. This is the Food Show, and uh, we have taken our first call of the day, so you don't have to go under that onus uh, today. But we sure would love to hear from you, 260-6368. It's so simple. We'll be back with more of the Food Show in a moment, but first, please, this. I just had the strangest phone call. A guy called up and said, uh... Tom, would you like for people to call your show? Because I got a way that you can make it happen. And I said, I'd love to have that. And he said, okay, well, uh, don't talk about it as much. And I said, is, is that what you have to say? And he said, yeah. I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me. And I said, well, it is. You're right about that. Uh, would you get on the air and tell everybody that? Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> Big help that was. 2606368. Let's see. What do we have in our food almanac for today? Let's see what what turns up. The food almanac in case it in any way attracts your attention is in the newsletter that I publish every day on nomenu.com. That's where it is. You just on the web n o m e n u.com. It's free. Every day I write uh, my dining diary. This is everything that uh, has happened during the previous few days. And I, talk, I tell you about all the restaurants I've been to and what we've cooked over here at the Cool Water Ranch and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, one of the items in it every day is the food almanac. These are just oddities of the history of food in America uh, or here in New Orleans for that matter. Today is the uh, March 7th. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up on the 17th. St. Joseph's Day is on the 19th, getting close and all next, uh, next week, I think, or maybe a little beyond. Easter Sunday is April 21st, look ways off. Today is the day when Alexander Graham Bell was granted the patent for his telephone. It was the only telephone in the world at that time. I guess he needed to have another one to talk to somebody. That must have been as uh, infuriating as, as my dilemma is. Uh, so anyway, uh, it, let, it let people call restaurants to reserve tables. And I wonder what people did to get a spot in the dining room where the phone was uh, in widespread use. Uh, probably reservations were not necessary. Or maybe the reservation concept was not even in existence at that time. Hmm, this bears some research, don't you think? I'm going to look into it. Oh, look, Stu is here. Stu, the perfect guy to talk to. Stu, you there? Oh, you sweet talker, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. 
Oh, don't be sorry I, at I, all. I labor under this uh, curtain of uh, inac- in. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's, you're trying to say you're in labor. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, sure. Listen, uh, uh, the old coffee pot yeah, restaurant. The, yeah. Um, Cafe Beignet is moving in there. Oh, are they? Yes. Well, that uh, that'll be a great combination. The guy that owned one of the owners of Cafe Beignet, Peter Moss, who I've known forever, yeah. involved uh, in the antique business. Uh, he's got the other uh, Cafe Beignets around the French Quarter, uh-huh. and he and his family and grandparents would go to the coffee pot, you know, forever. So, yeah, so he, you would see everybody in the place, right? Yeah. So I don't know when it's going to reopen, but it will reopen. It will be a Cafe Beignet. And they'll be doing other things besides just obviously beignets. There'll be breakfast stuff as well. So, well, I think uh, Cafe Beignet does do a little bit of real food. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not a big, big deal. But then the coffee pot—it was just you know straight up the middle uh, New Orleans food. You know, they had great red beans on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. They used to do uh, you know seafood platters on Saturday. It was all pretty straightforward. Great bread yeah, pudding. It, 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 you know, you just reminded me of something, oh. uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you the other reason why I was calling in a second. Right. Um, obviously, we know red beans on Monday. Yes. Okay. I would love to see a restaurant to on Tuesday put leftover red beans and rice. <laughs> That's a good idea. Because it's better the second day. It's true, isn't it? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Let's, uh, let's start doing that from now on. It's, uh, it's leftovers day every Tuesday. For red beans and rice. Yeah. Now, there are a couple of other ones out there. Uh, on, uh, on Thursday night, just about everywhere in town that would have something like this, it's steak night. That's right. I, there must be uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 restaurants around town that have uh, steak on Thursday night. I don't know why that day. I mean, uh, was this some sort of cartel put it all together uh, so they could have complete <laughs> control over it? <laughs> I can just see a, a, a cow cartel talking over, you know, uh, coming up with steak night for Thursday nights. That would be that would be an interesting uh, yeah. revelation. It could be. Um, but, but the leftover, don't let the sushi restaurants in on this. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we don't want them to get involved in that and think that that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's cold outside. There you go. So the, yeah. the the original reason why I was calling, I had a very pleasant lunch today. Yeah, where'd you go? Um, took my grandkids. They live in Slidell. You call that was, living? That's there. You go. Thank you very much. Sorry, I can't help it. No, no, that's fine. You 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 <laughs> you've missed a bunch of those over the last months and months. You know of saying that. So I'm glad I you, you, know, you brought it back. Do you know the story behind that? It's it doesn't get told often, but it's it's interesting. Go ahead. Okay. Do you remember by any chance were you were you here? I don't, I'm not sure if you were in town at at that time. But anyway, seventy four. Well, this would have been in the fifties, and Nash Roberts was the mm-hmm. news uh, was the uh, weatherman weather guy. Yep. On Channel Six. Yep. And he uh, would get up there and do his reports, and his sponsor was Jack's Beer. Okay. Logical enough so far. I mean, everything right right uh, as it should be. And when they would go to the commercial, they would play a, a black and white cartoon and that would go on for about a minute. 
And uh, there was a, a, a different script to this. It was vaguely funny. As a matter of fact, it was more than vaguely funny. It was quite funny. And uh, the, the, uh, there would be two voices. Uh, one of them, oh, and I, I'm about to blow this because I can't remember the name. Uh, uh, it, let's see. It's it's a couple who has been in show business, in the movie business mostly, for uh, a long time. Mike Nichols and Elaine May, that's who it was. Mike Nichols and Elaine May did the voiceovers and also wrote the scripts for these things in the... Uh, uh, in the uh, the news uh, on channel on channel six, and people would uh, and and even uh, Nash Roberts would say, okay, let's let's check out the Jack's Brewery uh, commercial for today, <laughs> and they would make a fuss over it, and it was always funny. And there was one of them in which there was this old lady who was uh, cleaning out from underneath a desk, and there was a a guy sitting at the desk with his feet on the on top of the desk, and he's drinking a big glass of of uh, Jack's beer. And uh, he says, you know, uh, this is this must be quite a living for you to just uh, be around where all this great beer is. And she holds up the desk and mops under it a little bit. And she looks at him and says, you call this living? That's where I stole that. Look at that. <laughs> A little bit of history for Mr. Fitzgerald. But, but imagine that. Know. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Mike Nichols and Elaine May, you could tell immediately if you ever heard one and you had ever heard them do a, because they were comedians at first, uh, it, you could tell immediately it was them. Wait, wait, you're sure it was them and not uh, Stiller and Mara? No, no, this was way before them. Okay, because uh, yeah. it almost sounds like it would be a Stilla and Mirror routine as opposed to uh, it does. Nichols and... Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Well, there yeah. you go. Thank you for that. I'm sure, uh, you know, the other listeners appreciated that as well. So, well, I hope so. Um, no, they, of course they did. Uh, uh, so, yeah. let me tell you. So, yeah. Slidell. Yes. I, I always go to see what restaurants are out there. I've been to most of the restaurants, the local little seafood restaurants, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I asked my daughter uh, if she has ever been to the... Um, uh, the Lost Cajun. The Lost Cajun. Uh, you had him on the show. We had him on the show. That's right. I was about to say that. You uh, did, and and and, I'll, and I I met the gentleman. Um, he was he so. was he was great because I was having some fun with him, mm-hmm. and, and he was cutting up too. So we were able to cut up at each other uh, for the better part of an hour. And if you he, remember, he's and a I know real you character. Do, <laughs> oh, well, and, and I, after we spent about 15 minutes together, after we had our lunch, um, I said, you got to get a little bit more enthusiastic. And, and, and if, <laughs> I mean, this guy is so over the top. It, it's wonderful. He goes around to each table to make sure. So I, I, I questioned him about a whole bunch of different things. And uh, I, well, here's what struck me. Uh, first of all, it's the typical franchisable restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at it from the inside with the music playing, everything is so perfectly uh, franchisable. I think he told I, me he had like uh, 20-something of them. That's correct, 25 yeah. or 26. He's yeah. only got one in Louisiana, which is in Slidell, and he wasn't even going to open up that one because he felt that there were so many other, within a four-mile radius of him, seafood restaurants. I yeah. said, yeah, but they're terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, so he, he opened it. But here's, here's what he does when you first when, when you first sit down, they'll take your drink order. They put this little platter on your table with six little mini cups or, or little bowls, plastic uh-huh. bowls. 
with tastings. One of the bowls is is um, red beans and rice. One is their jambalaya. Yep. One is a seafood gumbo. One is the uh, uh, chicken and andouille gumbo. One is lobster bisque, and the other one is crawfish uh, etouffee. Yeah, he brought all of that that day he was on the show here. Yeah, but but he brings yeah. it to every table so you it's can sample. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and let me tell you, it was priced right. The food was good. The service was good. Uh, I was I was blown away uh, with, for, with this, and uh, uh, I just had to share it with it. And knowing that you know he was on your show, um, what's this guy's name? I got it here somewhere. Raymond, yeah, Raymond, Raymond, yeah. somebody. Yeah. So the lost Cajun is the back in uh, Louisiana. Isn't that a great idea? I mean, it's a wonderful, it. great name. Well, you know that the uh, Slidell is about to get a little more aggressively uh, balanced. Middendorf's? Uh, Middendorf's is opening up over there. I, I, I got an email from uh, Horse Pfeiffer, and it indicated that he's shooting for June, which surprised oh. me because that oh. ain't that far from now. That's right. Uh, so and, and Gallagher's Dan, is kicking, <clears throat> kicking butt over there. He's doing real, real well with his third location. Yep. yep. But, you know, uh, uh, Slidell, uh, it's, it's been... Uh, a matter of saying to yourself or saying to them even, okay, when is it going to happen? What are we waiting for here? You know, Slidell has never had a lot of good, you know, major restaurants uh, other than, you know, neighborhood joints maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, they, they seem to be getting it now uh, to a certain extent. They are. It's changing, and I don't know what's causing the change. Maybe the Fremo Center that opened up helped uh, make the change. But, uh, uh, boy, be. God bless them. They're doing wonderful. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's uh, getting to be good again. It used to be that the only reason you would ever go would be to go to, to uh, uh, the steakhouse. Yeah, uh, uh, what was his name? Young, Young, Young steakhouse. steakhouse. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and Which ain't, ain't there no more. Ain't there no more. That's there right. And then uh, Michael's is gone. Ain't there no more. Ain't there no more. And uh, my and it's funny. My wife asked me this the other day. Uh, there's a restaurant that ha- actually was a sponsor of our, ours for a while. And the chef was—I'm uh, trying to remember all the details of it—but he is—he uh, was on with us for a long time uh, as a sponsor, and as far as I know, he's still there. Well, you're talking about Nathan's. Nathan's, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he's there. He does a great job, absolutely. Yeah, very consistent all the time, oh, yeah. and you never know what you're going to find there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. a it's a great little hidden gem. Uh, so uh, yeah. yeah, Slidell's yeah. Uh, coming on. Yeah. I, I just wanted to update you. Good talking to you, Mr. Fitz. Thank you. You're always welcome on our program, you know. Even well, if you thank don't you. if you don't have anything better to do, come up to our studio and shoot the breeze with us for a while. If uh, twist my arm, go ahead. I dare All you. All right. All right. See Talk you later. To you later. Bye. That's Bye. Stu Barish who is in the uh in the local visitor business, uh, the tourism business, has been for a long time a very nice guy. I have known him for ages and ages and ages. Uh, but he knows his way around, too, as you probably just picked up on that. This is the Food Hello there. You are listening to the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, call us, would you? 260-6368. About what? And anything you want or, or nothing at all. Call us with nothing at all to say, and we will find something uh, for you to say or just something to listen to. And I think at the end of our conversation, you will have to agree that uh, we just had a nice uh, little time talking to one another. So uh, give us a buzz and uh, let us uh, see what's going on. In your part of the food world, 
260-6368 is the number. Here's another one that you might find easier to remember. 260-NO-MENU. Oh, excuse me. That's not it at all. 260-MENU. It was close, actually. <laughs> 260-MENU. Do-do-do-do-do-do. There was something. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday, um, I was on Metairie Road, and usually that means I'm on my way to uh, uh well, to a number of different restaurants. But uh, one of them I went to yesterday, I realize I have not been there in years. I don't know why. I, I, I love the cuisine. I always like the way they did it. It's um, Biblos. Biblos was, um, I remember when they first opened, they really made a splash locally. And now uh, different levels of Middle Eastern food have come up. So uh, maybe they're not quite as preeminent as they once were, but they're no less good than they are uh, right now. So uh, anyway, went over there, had some hummus, which was delicious. I had a, had a toss with a salad and some chicken, uh, 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 chicken, what, what is that called? Uh, chicken, um, you've, you know it, but it'll come to me in a second. But uh, what I mainly brought it up to talk about is that there's a wonderful dessert that these guys make. Uh, and these guys are uh, particularly, I know, are from Lebanon. Uh, anyway, because there is a distinction between all the different uh, cuisines in the uh, in that part of the world, and everybody makes everything a little bit differently. So, w- which is what makes it fun. But anyhow, there's a dessert that they make. Not every restaurant has this, but those that do really have something. Uh, it's called ashta, and it is made of, as far as I can tell, uh, the same ingredients you would use to make a custard with, but much, much lighter. The texture of it is a cloud. I mean, it, it's so soft and so weightless. You really feel like every any minute now it's about to levitate off the plate and just go floating off. And if it gets caught in the wind, you'll never see it again. And around the outside, there's a very thin pastry layer uh, that goes over the top of it, and, and I a little bit of a sauce, not really a much of it, because the main part of it is kind of a sauce unto itself. But I got one of those, and I had forgotten how huge this thing is. It's about the size of a, a I'm about to say a basketball, but it's not quite that much. It's um, about the size of maybe a, 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 a soft uh, baseball, you know, those big, big baseballs. Anyway, uh, had one of those, had the crust on the outside. It was really, really fine. And that's the kind of kind of dish that everybody who likes to eat in restaurants or who just likes to eat, period, everybody ought to know about this, this restaurant. It's um, Biblos. And if you don't want to get to know them, uh, you ought to get to know that one dish, Ashta. But everything else they do is also uh, really great. So... Anyhow, went over there yesterday. The, the very nice people who run it always have been. Uh, the server who was taking care of me, she was uh, on top of everything the whole time, even though I, I'm a little exasperating because I ask too many questions. But they, uh, they were very helpful, and, uh, and the food was terrific. So if you've been there lately, uh, tell me what your thoughts of it. Uh, B. Blos, they're over on Metairie Road. There was a shopping center uh, 
uh, it's uh, let's see. There's a there's a Whitney Bank or what used to be a Whitney Bank. There there's a, a grocery store that specializes in uh, Latin American products. There's a uh, Ace Hardware store, Harry's Ace Hardware, and uh, let's see who else is around there. There's a there's a uh, hamburger joint. There's uh, Lee's Hamburgers. Uh, whatever it is that they're calling that these days. And uh, what else? There's a couple other items. Uh, and uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's a cluster of restaurants that uh, we don't hear talked about much, but they, they're pretty good, all of them. 260-6368, 260-6368. Call right now. You'll get right in. We'd love to talk with you about anything at all. And... Uh, we really wish you would uh, give us a call. If you have nothing to say, take me at my word on this. If you have nothing at all to say, call me anyway, because you will leave the phone conversation knowing something that you didn't know before or that you'll find amusing or funny or uh, entertaining in one way or another. And uh, I think you'll like it. Two six zero six three six eight. Right before uh, Stu Barish called, uh, I was looking through some of the things in the food almanac for today. And what would we do, come to think of it? And uh, Alexander Graham Bell created the telephone, as we know it, uh, on this date in 1876. That's a long time ago, but Antoine's had been open for a while, and so was Galatoire's. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, Galatoire's was not there yet. Uh, Tujag's was there. And you know what else was already in business at that time? It, believe it or not, the Bonton. They underwent three different sets of owners over the years. Uh, so uh, that was them. And then we're still not at the end of all of the different uh, restaurants that were out there at that time. Uh, Commander's Palace was very soon to open. They opened in 1880, I think is what they're claiming these days. So anyway, we're talking about, since Alexander Graham Bell he had invented the telephone, but did anybody have one yet? I remember talking to the guy who uh, owned that wonderful building in uh, Mandeville uh, that is now uh, called the Lakeshore, Lakes, wait, wait, Lakeside Restaurant. I think that's it, just Lake Lakeside uh, Restaurant. A great-looking place. It's an old, old building. goes back to the early 1800s. And uh, anyway... Uh, the man who owned it, for, and I think he still does own the building, although I'm not sure of that, uh, he said that when he got his, when his family got their first phone, and they were, you know, major business people in, the, in uh, Mandeville at that time, he said that their, their phone number was four. That's it. That's, that was the whole number. How would you like that, to have your own phone number to be something like four? Uh, somebody is, you know... There's one digit. That was it. And, uh, you know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, what does it take to get a phone number? And, uh, and can you, do you have that much levity? And then I think, hey, I've seen that uh, TV commercial pretty often. There's a, a law firm around town whose phone number is 444-4444. And obviously, you know, they haven't been shut down for doing that. I'm sure it's done very well for them. But, uh but that'd be pretty good to have a phone number like four. You may have to be the president, huh? I guess. I mean, that must be what it is. Uh, <clears throat> today is the birthday in 1849 of the botanist Luther Burbank. 
He's the man for which Burbank, California is named. He developed at least 800 new breeds of flowers, fruits, and vegetables, and he showed the way to generate many more of them by just crossbreeding it all. We owe him a debt of gratitude uh, for all the diversity of food on our tables today. You know, there's so much different kind of food that you could possibly eat on any given day. Just think about the sheer number of beans, different kinds of beans that we have around here. Uh, all the different kinds of uh, just about anything else, uh, all the, f- uh, the various kinds of fruit, uh, it's all different. You know, you think about the, the fruits that give us all the citrus flavors, like oranges and lemons and grapefruit and all that, and how many different varieties there are of each of them. So anyway, there you go. Uh, today is also, and I don't know how this got on here because we're in the uh, second day of Lent. Second or third? Second? No, third. Second. Uh, this is, today is Crown Roast of Pork Day. I wonder who, who came up with this idea. That's what passed for gourmet food in America during the first half of the 1900s. Uh, and it is a pretty grand presentation. If you ever saw a, a whole rack of pork chops curled up in a circle... And then they stuff it usually in the middle. It's really something to see. Uh, but I don't know. I'm uncomfortable about the of the idea of uh, of a pork day or me, just, you know, obviously a red meat or that's really white. But you could call it a red meat. Uh, so maybe we ought to call it Crown Roast of Pork Memorial Day because this is not something I've seen in a restaurant for a long time. So anyway, moving right along, uh, today is National Cereal Day. That's because on this day in 1897, Dr. John Kellogg began serving cornflakes to the patients in a mental hospital. Now, his brother, a brother, William K. Kellogg, who started the cereal company uh, that bears his name, improved on the flakes by adding sugar to them to make them taste better. The two Kellogg guys had some nutty ideas about health. But they did introduce a great new way to incorporate a whole lot of grains into the modern diet, I guess. But then everybody tells us now, no, eat that, no, don't eat that cereal stuff. It's not good for you. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We'll come back with more of the food show in a moment. But first, please, this. Morris, and it's great to be here with you talking about food. I was talking about that shopping center where I found. And I knew it was there all along. I just haven't been there in a long time. I don't know why. I just, I've always liked it. Last night went to, uh, uh, no, oh, and now I've found, uh, forgotten the name of that. No, no it was, um, it was, uh, uh, no, I, I can't remember it all of a sudden. Yeah, there he goes. Okay, there were a couple other things. Uh, it's in the same shopping center where Morton and, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Porter and Luke is. And then, uh, the, the chicken dish I had was called shawarma. Shawarma is kind of a um, carved chicken. It can also be done with, with and very frequently is done, with uh, lamb, beef, and even pork, even though it's, uh, you know, from a different culture, I guess. So anyway, uh, that's what that was all about. 2606368, 2606360, is the name of the restaurant. Good place. I mean, I'm, I'm was sitting there the whole time I was dining. I was saying, why, do, why don't I come here more often? It's right on my way home. Why not? Well, I'm glad I went there yesterday. 
What's your thought about that? We have a lot of uh, Middle Eastern restaurants in New Orleans these days. I find some better than others. Uh, that is certainly a good one, Biblos. Uh, and they, there's also, uh, when, and then there are all the ones that were either owned by uh, John Besh or John Besh and his, uh, his partner in the business, but that split up when John Besh had some uh, issues to look after. Uh, anyway, uh, they are, those are, are very, very ambitious restaurants, and, uh, and uh, that continues to go on. And the, the food there is, is really good. That, that really turned the whole Middle Eastern restaurant scene around. But there are a couple other ones. I always thought that the, uh, uh, the one that's on uh, Carrollton Avenue at the corner of uh, what the, the street where the streetcar turns to go to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, the place where they, they hang up, you know, all the streetcars, they just hang them up. No, they don't. They just sit on the ground. The barn. Anyway, uh, a lot of good Middle Eastern food. That that one over there is a particularly good one. It's uh, uh, the prices are so low for the quantity and quality of the food they do. We'll be back with more of the food show after we check on the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 